0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Richard Hoskins, Hot Rods and Happy Hour, financial analyst slash professor of all things automotive. What is
0: happening in Simpsonville, South Carolina? I hear your net worth went up a little last night.
1: That's right. Big lottery winner right here at home. One point six billion with a B dollars.
0: That's like a thousand times more than one point six million.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's insane. One point six billion. Now keep in mind before taxes and before all the family members get a hold of it.
0: And yeah, I mean, the poor guy's only gonna pocket like five hundred million.
1: If if I won five hundred bucks, I'd probably have family members be like,
0: Hey Rob. At the end of the day, he's only going to pocket Eminem's net worth. That's sad. Poor guy.
1: I don't see how you can live with yourself. I know. I would just tell him to keep it. Really? I mean, come on. But yeah, you know, they were actually talking about that. I tell you what's crazy. Do you know Oprah is worth more than that?
0: Yeah, I, I think Oprah is a billionaire.
1: Yeah, like she's $2.2 a- point 2. two billion.
0: Man, we talk on the radio. Why aren't we worth $2.2 billion?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm still looking for like the big check.
0: You're better looking than Oprah.
1: I think so. I, I, I do, mean, too. You know what I'm saying?
0: Patrick over there, he's he's far better looking than he, Oprah. He's, he's
1: a stud muffin.
0: Got words of wisdom.
1: That's what I'm saying. We learn all kinds of new things from Patrick. <laughs> all the time. The producer. But, you know, so that brings us up to a good topic. And we don't want to start on it right now. We're going to talk about it here in just a little bit. Building the perfect car collection. If you won the million, if you won a million dollars, and you were going to build the perfect car collection, what direction you would go? So that gives you something, Professor, to think about. Yeah. And then I'm going to throw a kink in and be like, it can't involve a Dodge.
0: Well, that that's a big kink. (laughs) Um, that's going to be a problem. That could be problematic. Yeah.
1: But speaking of Dodges, someone picked them up a new Mopar
0: yes they did
1: <laughs> look at him he's all giddy
0: I um, um I said goodbye to uh my beloved Turbo Z on Monday um it was a really sad bittersweet moment but it was the best thing it's in good hands it's going to someone that friend of the show
1: that's, it's going to a better place
0: yeah she's going to someone that's going to take care of her and I was pretty
1: heartbreaking about it and uh it well, seems like we've gotten over that now.
0: Well, yeah. Um, my Dodge Z spot was vacant for exactly one day. <laughs> and uh, I did. Uh, I swallowed up my choked upness and uh, I was able to replace her.
1: That's right. So tell us about the new Dodge.
0: It is a 1981 Dodge Murata. Um, 318, 904 automatic, dual flow masters, 113,000 original miles, um, bucket seats, floor shift, uh, tough steering wheel. Um, nice car. Nice car. I have so, a lot of fun with it.
1: To break it down for you, if you're not a guru of all things Mopars, because this is kind of an odd Dodge.
0: Yeah, it is. They made 53,000 of them over four years.
1: All right. So you've got the Murata, which was basically... Like the Dodge version of a Chrysler Cordoba, Exactly. And they had different models and different trim levels.
0: Mm
1: I mean, you could get them with T-tops, Landau tops.
0: Oh, my God, I would kill to have T-tops.
1: Just saying. Murder. While you're killing, you know.
0: Straight murder.
1: But it's a very cool ride, and we're trying to think of a name for it because every car, cool car, has to have a name.
0: I'm very fortunate to have inspiration on this one. Um, I bought this car from Mr. Bad, Bad Leroy Brown.
1: I mean, first of all, was he the (laughs) baddest man in the whole damn town? (laughs)
0: You're damn right he was.
1: He was meaner than a junkyard dog. Did he have a razor in his shoe? And a thirty-two in his pocket. Oh, my goodness. Did he have a custom Continental?
0: Uh, He had a custom Dodge Murata (laughs) and an Eldorado (laughs) 2.
1: I love it.
0: When you buy a Leroy Brown's car, man, you that's that's an obligation.
1: Jim Croce was on the radio when you fired it up the first time.
0: <laughs> I've, been, it's listening, bad, I've bad. been listening to Jim Croce since like 5 o'clock yesterday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said, I can't stop. But it's a cool car. car's in wonderful shape. I don't reckon it has a ding on it anywhere. No, nah, it's pretty straight. It's a pretty nice car. And it's got Magnum 500s on it.
0: Yeah, and I've always wanted I've always wanted a V8 rear-wheel drive Mopar, and I've always wanted Magnum 500s. Check, so, check, check. This probably isn't the way that I would have chosen to go about it, but nonetheless, I'm pretty psyched.
1: I mean, it'd be cooler, I guess, if it was a '69 GTX, but it would, you know,
0: that would be cooler
1: may, um, by just a little.
0: It made it here tonight. That's that's cool. That's that's a good sign.
1: That's you know what? That's promising.
0: It's a start.
1: But I I, I can't wait to see what you do it. like put your touches on it. That's that's going to be the. Uh, the uh I think that's what's gonna make it. You know, when you make it yours.
0: Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I I truly do like the car. Uh that old big car, two wheel fingering on the steering wheel.
1: Just it, it cruising.
0: Layback. Yeah. It's dope.
1: It is dope. That says new kid words.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: We that's are millennial good. friendly here at Hot Rods and Happy that's Hour. Right. They don't, that know, thing,
0: no, they don't that, know nothing about no Dodge Murata.
1: That thing is sick. They're over there saying, like, I thought Mercury made a Marauder. Kids. Actually, it was kind of funny. I was actually talking to my dad about it. I was telling him all about it, and he's like, what in the heck is that? And he said, you mean a Mercury? I said, no, no, a Dodge Marauder. My dad has bought new Mopar cars his
0: entire adult life. And when I showed him the picture of it and said, this is what I want to buy, he said, I've never seen one of those. And uh, in the early 80s, my dad was buying new Dodges left and right. Apparently, it just wasn't looking at like personal luxury coupes.
1: Personal luxury coupes.
0: But I mean, it, it is kind of a rare bird. Uh, you know, 53,000 in four years, 38 years ago. It's not a whole heck of a lot of them running around now.
1: Yeah, no, no, there's definitely not. I've never seen a Murata. I've seen a couple Chrysler Cordobas, a couple, but never, never a Murata.
0: I'm pretty stoked. Till like today.
1: It. It's kind of like nice.
0: ready to put a four barrel on it and get rid of that it lean need,
1: burn. It needs a four barrel Maybe. and some fuzzy dice.
0: Well, I was thinking handcuffs. Or
1: a disco ball.
0: Maybe both.
1: <laughs> tasteful.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, try to keep it tasteful. Uh, try to keep it classy. Kragers. I am thinking pretty hard about some Kragers. Some crackers uh, would be bad news on it. You know, so I got the flows, catalog converters are gone. It's back, be- and it's got leaf springs in the back. I'm thinking about some ladder bars and like Put some, some shackles, seventy five. up a little bit in the back. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be classy.
1: Little rake in it.
0: Might drop the front down an inch and a half or so.
1: Come on now, like disco inferno come rolling up in. Side pipes. You can start wearing bell bottoms.
0: Yeah, start. I mean, I might start wearing bell bottoms more. <laughs> more. Um, purple fuzzy hat.
1: So that's what you get for hanging out with Shane Looper. You're already talking side pops. Yeah,
0: I, I, he's the first person that came to my mind. Uh, he's going to be my <laughs> go-to guy. I think this might be a little easier than the C4 Corvette.
1: Yeah, really. You, I'm looking forward to it, though. And you're excited about it, and that makes me excited about it. Like, I love it.
0: Oh, uh, man, I'm pretty hyped about There's it. There's
1: nothing worse than a buddy with a sick hot rod.
0: Yeah, or no hot rod.
1: That's that's bad.
0: I was without a hot rod for one day and That was a horrible day. It was, it was a terrible day. You know, I had to say goodbye to my baby, help load her up. You know, I know she's in good hands and she's gonna be better than she ever was, but she's not gonna be mine, so I was I was pretty down in the dumps and uh you know what fixes that? An eighty one
1: Dodge Murata. The Murata fixes all. That's right. I'm excited about it though. I'm excited. About, I'm excited about this week's show. It's going to be kind of fun. Yes, sir. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, when are when are you leaving? Oh, see, now I'm flying out. Well, by the time the show airs, I'll already be in Vegas for Sin.
0: Flying out Saturday.
1: That's right. That's right. Flying out Saturday evening out of the big GSP straight to Sin City. That is a straight shot. It's a straight shot. Right on. Direct flight. I tell you, that's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to have a lot of great interviews and all kinds of cool SEMA stuff, so you definitely, definitely want to chime in on Rob Pitt's Instagram, Hot Rods and Happy Hour, Facebook, and Instagram pages. We're going to have lots of cool content from SEMA 2018. I love it, man. I can't believe it's that time of year. I can't believe we've got a commercial break coming up already. Here we go. Guys, we're talking about what if we won the lottery right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. Alright guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour, this is Rob Pitts, and of course we got the professor himself, Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst, slash numbers guru, slash Murata Drivers Club president.
0: What's happening in Boston,
1: Massachusetts? I tell you, so we're talking about, and also, I do need to make an announcement. It feels a little empty in the studio tonight because Smitty and Breezy aren't here. It really does, man. Uh, I miss them. I do. Bree's a little under the weather, and Smitty is being a good husband and taking care of his bride. It's warmer in here when they're here. It is. It's more love in the room. Yeah, it's just better. And plus, Bree brings treats.
0: That's true, also. She um, brings snacks. Unlike
1: Patrick, there she would have brought me a burrito. <laughs> so, Richard, real talk. You've got a million dollars to spend. You just won the lottery, and you've you've allotted a million dollars to start your car collection. What would you collect? Would it change your tastes?
0: I don't think so, to be honest. So my would taste... you go
1: from Muratas to Ferrari Daytonas?
0: No. Nah, well, you can have both. Um, I would probably have the nicest Dodge Murata on the planet. <sighs> But, uh, well, when, you get, when you're talking about a million dollars and Ferrari Daytonas don't really come into the equation. Yeah. But, uh, what do you I do
1: with the other 100 grand?
0: Yeah, right. <clears throat> um, I don't think it would change my taste. Uh, my taste is very eclectic anyway. Um, for a million dollars, I'd probably have 20 great cars that I love, 5, 10 to 20. You know, uh, I probably wouldn't go out and buy a $400,000 car um, just because we're only talking about a million dollars. But there'd be a fifty-eight Plymouth Sport Belvedere in there. You know, there'd probably be a GTO. So we're talking
1: about a Christine clone car. Yes.
0: Yes. That that's my dream. That's there's nothing I would put above that.
1: You know, that's a pretty pricey car if you start buying nice ones.
0: It is. Uh you're in the seventy-five to a hundred
1: thousand for a good one. All right. So we burn a hundred, so what else are we talking with?
0: Um, there'd probably be a Ferrari. Um, you know, not one of the uh iconic Ferraris, probably like a F 355 or something like that, you can pick up for 50, 60 grand. Um, you know, a mix between muscle cars and sports cars. I'd love to have a 911. That would be a cool daily driver. Are you
1: a, any particular vintage 911 or?
0: If I was talking about a daily driver, it'd be a new one.
1: See, that's where I'm different. I don't like the new 911s. I don't like the new or the 996, whatever you want to call it now, but I don't, I'm not a big porsche aficionado like that like the old 911s they're cool
0: yeah the old air cooled ones they're cool but they're collectors um i would want a 911 as a daily driver so i would want a new one
1: see i don't know if i can get down with that i don't know for a daily i don't want to ride in class and style and,
0: it's a porsche 911
1: yeah but <laughs> you're a millionaire
0: yeah, well, you're a one millionaire, though. Right? No, no,
1: this is just your car collection.
0: Okay, you got a million dollars spent on cars. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, we had a lottery winner hit $1.6 billion. Yeah. So we can splurge a little.
0: Well, we ain't talking case, dailies.
1: We're talking our car collection.
0: If that's the case, then one, there'd be a lot more than a million dollars being spent on cars. But, all right, well, keeping that in mind, then, maybe, like, the last <laughs> air-cooled nine eleven, like a 996, Um, you know, just not... Not a turbo, not anything super special. Just a base, low mile, nine eleven, air cooled, like a ninety six, six speed as a daily driver. I mean, that's going to cost you a hundred thousand dollars now, anyway.
1: All right, so we didn't burn two fifty because you're talking about your cheap Ferrari. Yeah. So we got a Plymouth, a fifty eight Plymouth Fury, or a Belvedere Sport Coupe, or was it a Fury?
0: It was supposed to be a fury, but it it really wasn't. Okay, so,
1: Belvedere Sport Coupe, Christine Clone, 9/11, 355, three fifty five, I'm poor Ferrari.
0: Yeah, um, I'd probably buy my Z back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is going.
1: That's another hundred grand to keep that thing running.
0: <laughs> I could drop twenty five thousand on that car, and it would be the nicest Turbo Z on earth. <laughs> and I just wouldn't drive it that much because I know better now.
1: <laughs> All right, is it pretty bad that the 355 Ferrari is less maintenance than the Z car?
0: I guess it depends on who you ask.
1: <laughs> All right, so where else would you go with this? How about? I mean, I figured I pegged you for like a classic muscle car Mopar guy.
0: I I, I do. I love uh, muscle cars, um, 70, especially Mopars. Seventy
1: seventy one Challenger.
0: Yeah, um, probably a Cuda rather than a Challenger um, I would prefer. Um, honestly, man, the place where I bought my car yesterday, you and I need to go out there. Uh, it's a Mopar restoration shop. He had a 66 Coronet RT 444 speed, red with black, mm. Magnum 500s, polyglass or whatever. I don't think it's was polyglass, but whatever it was supposed to have on it, red lines. He um, had a uh, 70 Coronet RT 446 pack 4-speed, um, had a seventy one CUDA three forty four barrel. Um, he said he had seven more cars at his girlfriend's house. I mean, this dude, like, this was Mopar extravaganza. So, yeah, that sixty six Cornette was looking pretty
1: nice. Those are good looking cars. I'm not the biggest seventy Cornette fan. I can't get down with the well, it was the, orange also the, the butterfly front end. You
0: know, I got a problem with that. Yeah.
1: Well, color's um, cool front end. Yeah.
0: No, the red 66. That uh, I could definitely get down with something like that. And You could probably pick that up for 60 65 grand. And uh I would see that as an investment in a car that's truly enjoyable.
1: Oh yeah, you talk about 444 speed.
0: Yeah, yeah. just uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was pretty.
1: <laughs> I, now, let me paint a picture for the listeners. Richard is in the studio with his eyes closed, leaning back in his chair. I think he's daydreaming.
0: <laughs> I'm just asleep.
1: Wake up. <laughs> So, classic Mopars of every genre. And then we're going to throw a Porsche 911 and a Ferrari.
0: Well, and it's not just Mopars. It's just the ones I mentioned. I mean, I'd love to have a Bandit Trans Am, you know. Uh,
1: Which is now a $45,000, $50,000 car for a nice one.
0: I'd love to have a Boss 351 Mustang. I mean, I'm not brand loyal. I mean, I lean towards Mopar just because it's the way I was raised, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was raised right. It's bad parenting. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, so that I, explains it. I love everything, man. Uh, I would love to have a Boss 351, um, you know, Bandit Trans Am, IROC. I mean, just C401. T- now,
1: uh, now you're talking. I mean, you know. I mean, we could just open up a C4 museum.
0: That's worth a million dollars.
1: That sounds like a magical place to me. million
0: dollars, buy a lot of C4s.
1: I don't know. I tell you, what I've said and the preaching, I think people are starting to listen because the prices are going up on these things.
0: They are. Um, some of the B2K cars um, have been going for quite a lot on i Bring a Trailer lately. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing wrong with that. I tell you what else is wrong. It's these darn commercial brakes, man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. When we come back from commercial breaks, I want to tell you what I would buy for a million. I want to hear this. And I want you to explain to everybody what a B2K car is. Okay. All right, guys. Stay tuned. We got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour coming your way. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash Mr. Mopar, Richard Hoskins. What is happening in Austin,
0: Texas? That's what I'm saying.
1: Remember that show Austin City Limits back in the day? I do, I do. It was like on PBS or something.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Probably wasn't um, Austin's Proudest Hour.
1: No, but it was still a cool show. though. Yeah, yeah. A lot of cool bands. A lot of cool cowboy bands.
0: It's kind of like when uh, Live PD did their shows here and like, Oh, there's my house. But like, you weren't (laughs) proud when you said that
1: (laughs) (laughs) you weren't bragging about it. (laughs) So what is a B2K Corvette?
0: A B2K Corvette is a Corvette modified commissioned from the factory by Reeves Calloway of Calloway Corvette. And golf too. Um, His dad. Yeah. yeah, um, Big Bertha and all that. Um, actually, is a thing that Callaway says in all of his, like, it's a rule. All of his cars have to be able to hold two sets of Big Bertha's in the hatch. Well, uh, they modify them for that. But the B2K was the C4 Corvette that was a modified twin-turbo Corvette. It was introduced in 1987, and I think they carried it out to 1991. But B2K was the RPO code if you wanted to add the Callaway package.
1: Hmm. Sounds like a very expensive package.
0: It was. It was. Probably
1: tripled the price of your C four Corvette. It doubled it. <laughs> it doubled it. <laughs> it doubled it. The uh I mean, there's so many cool things with with the C Fours and a lot of people I mean, I didn't know till long not that long ago that it was the same people.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's his dad was the golf guy. Yeah,
1: he's the vet guy.
0: Reeves, he, he's known as the vet guy now, but actually in the early 80s, he did Alfa Romeos, he did Volkswagens. Um, he He did a lot of cars. And he said that he was... Not intentionally, but they turned out to be the stepping stones that led him to be able to create the B2K package for the Corvette and make it as as successful as it
1: was. Because they made a good Mini Callaways.
0: Yeah, they did. I mean, it's an RPO code. You know, it's an
1: yeah, option. Exactly. So, obviously, GM was
0: on board. That's
1: what I'm screaming. So, we're talking the lottery. Now, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about we had the big lottery winner. Here in our and right here in our area, one point six billion dollars. About five miles up the road from here. Exactly. So the question is, what kind of car collection would you start? And we're just gonna throw a million dollar budget on it. It's a good round number. It is a round number, you know, because you gotta eat, you know, so all right. Well you're up. Hmm. And twenty C4 Corvettes is not. No, uh, forty. But uh, (laughs) But, no, and I, and I, I would have a couple C4 Corvettes in there. Um, I'm a classic GM muscle car guy. Absolutely. I would probably have a Chevelle from every year. <clears throat> Stunning examples of those, and I've got 65 already down.
0: Yeah, you got that one
1: nailed. But 64, 66 through 72, I would have. Um, I honestly think they quit making Chevelles in 72, but. Essentially. And so so does the uh, value guys too. <laughs> yeah. but uh, but
0: so does Hemmings,
1: yeah, and apparently so does the value guys and NADA. But I would definitely have that big Corvette guy. But I'm a little weird with my Corvettes. I wouldn't necessarily go for the 63 split window first gen Vets. I can't fit in them, so naturally, so the C ones are out. C twos. The right one, maybe I would pick up, but I mean, keep in mind with just my collection of Chevelles, with what eight Chevelles, seven Chevelles, taking the '65 out, seven Chevelles, we done spent four hundred grand right yeah, there. You spent a bit of your money, yeah. Well, when you start, and the thing is, like you pick up a nice '64, twenty-five to twenty-eight k. Yeah, got a '65, '66, '67. When you start getting a big block Chevelles. 35 40 yeah and then and now if you start wanting to get drop tops things like that and I'm talking about SS cars but now 68, 69 35, 45 you start getting into 70 you've done hit that 50, 60 K mark pretty quick
0: especially it depends on when you get into the 70 is like what you're looking at Like,
1: well if, if it's LS6 yeah if
0: you're talking LS6 four speed then you know that just bit a good bit of your budget off probably
1: and I like I mean, I'm not against the LS5, like a 396 car. But with that kind of budget, I've want a 454 probably.
0: Yeah, I mean, if especially if the million mm-hmm. dollars is just what you budgeted out of the $1.6 billion that you just won, you could probably
1: swing an LS6. You know. So, all right, I got a question for you. And I've had this, all right, I've looked at three seventy 70 Chevelles in probably the last six months. Right. And all three were absolutely gorgeous cars. And these were SS... Matching numbers, cars. Two LS5s, one LS6. All three were column shift automatics. Really? One was a convertible column shift automatic. See, now that... Bench seat car, all three.
0: I was actually going to make a suggestion for a possibility of why that would have been until you threw in the convertible. It's going to say maybe they were bought to be drag cars possible they just bought you know the go fast stuff and that was it but the convertible kind of blows that out of the water yeah
1: and i mean to me that takes away from it i just like it turns me off it doesn't bother me but i do know that it's not worth as much but i mean i'm naturally like some people they wouldn't think for some reason i don't look at column shift cars as performance cars my pickup truck has a column shift
0: right right i get what you're saying um I don't know. It's never really bothered me. Like, the I've only driven a few real muscle cars in my day, and they did all have column shifts. So maybe I just don't equate the floor yeah. shift with.
1: And that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> uh, I just got to have a. And I like, even if it was a four shift, you know, Seven would had the horseshoe shifter in it. Yeah. Like, I could do that. But I'd much rather have a four speed in depth. Well, yeah. But, and that's the thing. Like, you look at them, it, it's just the column shift, just like, ugh.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not sporty car that someone bought back in the day to be their, you know, their hot rod. It's like,
1: here, hey, i want to do a burnout. Watch this. Part reverse neutral drive as I pull the shifter down in front of me. Hey, that does work. Oh, it does work. It does work. But Uh, but you know what I mean. I've popped a couple of transmissions doing that. Oh, yeah. Nothing like a neutral drop. Yeah, trust me, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But, so I'll definitely go to the Chevelles, but I'm a Corvette collecting, though. I'm going to get a little funky monkey with you on this. All right. Probably a nice 70 LT1 car. Okay. I'm good weird. Choice. I don't like big block vets.
0: They're not they're not great cars. They they're, don't they're not going to drive as well.
1: Nice LT1 70 vet. I love the hoods. Probably going to be an odd color on this one. And I got one that I'm going to throw out to you. I'm going to step out of the Corvette Corvette line real quick. And I was actually talking to my father about this today. And we were talking about He said, Rob, what are you going to buy next for you? You know, it's been a couple of years. You know, you got the 56, you know, <laughs> a little while ago. He said, what's next? You know what I'm leaning towards? And and you you may want to check my temperature. A well, I want a judge, a GTO judge. I'm with you on that, man. But I don't <laughs> want a carousel red one, I don't think. I want a four speed. Four, well, they were a 4 speed. Yeah, I want, of course, all the the tack on the, the hood, the whole sheet match stripe kit. But I want a green one. I think
0: I would love a green one. I know you're we're talking got, like, about avocado green. With the orange yes. stripes. Yeah,
1: I really want a green
0: one. My buddy Jesse has a uh, seventy judge, uh, four hundred Ram Air three four speed with forty three thousand original miles on it um, that his uncle gave him for graduating high school. Um, he, he took me for a ride in it, and here's the crazy thing, man. Like, when I was getting in it, I was like, Wow, this thing's gonna be a rip snorting hot rod. It's not, no, like, you know, cranked it up, it's, you know, V8 Rumble. Um, it had 430 gears in it, it's four speed, but you just drive it normal, and it's just a nice old car. Yeah, I, I was shocked. I thought it was gonna be they a,
1: were they, they, they've calmed down a lot by 70. Far as you know what I mean, like, yeah. it was a, a well mannered car, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still performance there, but it was a well-mannered car. Yeah,
0: you know, he never punched it, but we went on a twenty-five, thirty-minute cruise, and it was just cruising around in an
1: old car. Yeah, I just like them, and, I, and for some reason, I've, I keep being drawn to those cars. And I want, of course, I want to endure a bumper car, but it's—I just like them. I, don't I
0: love that style of GTO, also. Uh, Walt Guest had one, and he let me drive it because I was thinking about buying it. But unfortunately, it was just a little beyond what I could do at the time. But I'll never forget it. It had a column shift. It was green, green interior, black vinyl top, four hundred automatic, sixty eight GTO, and uh, I drove that thing around, and it was just, it was just cool. Just a cool old car. Yeah, I mean, fast. None of these cars are fast these days, but just cool old car to cruise around in.
1: Oh yeah, definitely cool i tell you what ain't cool is these commercial breaks keep coming up on us every time. We get in the zone, and we got a commercial break. I blame Patrick. It's all Patrick's fault. All right, guys. i tell you what. Stay tuned. We're talking about if I won the lottery right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. All right, guys. Welcome back to Rob Pitts is going to be a millionaire. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about lottery and winning the lottery and building the perfect car collection this week on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And, of course, we've got my voice of reason Slash financial analyst, slash mighty Mopar lover, Richard Hoskins. Voice of reason. You do
0: understand that I bought a 1981 Dodge yesterday, right? I may take that back. All right. What's happening? Augusta, Georgia. Woot. Yeah, stick close to home. That's
1: what I'm saying. Speaking of close to home, how about that lottery winner? $1.6 billion.
0: They bought that ticket five minutes from where you and I are sitting right now in a place that the entire property is probably worth $100,000. Exactly. I I don't know. Man, I think I would die.
1: I wouldn't die. At least I got the check. I
0: might die about three weeks afterwards.
1: (laughs) Where's Richard at? He's on an island partying with beautiful women like Jimmy Buffett. Oh, I love it. So, we're talking about building the perfect car collection for around a million bucks. We're going to give you a million-dollar budget. And Richard, he went Ferraris and Porsches, uh, Porsche 911s, Ferrari F-355, which was kind of an odd one.
0: You know, fun, cheap entry into the Ferrari world.
1: How about Testarossa? I mean...
0: Uh, Testarossa, I actually would strongly prefer to an F-355.
1: Yeah, you know, instead of the uh, Ferrari with training wheels on it. And it's... You know, so you had some good ones. there, are classic Mopars, which are a gimme. All right. So we're talking about mine, and we had a commercial break, of course, come in. So I'm sitting at what, probably about 200000 left?
0: Yeah. yeah and that's probably you where You got I, some high-dollar ones. Yeah, yeah. The Chevelles and the Corvette and, uh, and the GTO.
1: Yeah, so I'm still riding in the Corvette train. I've got one for you. I would have an 82 Collector's Edition, extremely low miles. A low-mile example. They're out there. So, 30,000. Yeah, tops. 78 collector's edition vet, low miles. Everybody has one. I don't think I've ever seen one with more than 16,000 miles on it. You'd be
0: harder-pressed to find one that does have miles on it.
1: Yeah, I actually think I would want a high-mile example of that. Just because it would be rare. Exactly. Um, So, I had an 82 collector's edition. A dirty pleasure, I like a like a not a dirty pleasure, but a weird Corvette that I love. In the C three family, I would have an eighty or eighty one in Daytona yellow with oyster leather interior and mirror tops. Now, I love around. that color combination. On
0: the yeah, back. no, that's that's one of the best looking Corvettes ever. I and, love uh, that car. That it is, it's an iconic color combo, and uh, it just screams the era. And yeah, you, know, you throw a four speed behind that, you got yourself a dope rod.
1: That's what I'm saying. But moving on, I would definitely go with an '88 35th anniversary low mile. Probably a '93. Just say I had it 50th or 40th. Yeah, they were eh. Eh. they were lackluster at best. And All I'm the not interv- the biggest ruby red fan.
0: All the anniversary cars, man, uh, are
1: trim packages. Yeah, but at least the '88 was kind of a '88. They went out there. Yeah. Ninety yeah. three. They're like, oh yeah, we forgot. Put those emblems on. Yeah,
0: let's put a special color red and slap some emblems on it. Well, I don't even think it was a special color, was it? Or was it Yeah, it was Ruby Red was only on the 40th. So there was, however, a Burgundy that was
1: extremely close. <laughs> it was two shades off. <laughs> yeah, it was it was real, real close. They used the same touch up paint. But that and I think that would kind of round it out. Because I'll be honest with you, C files don't really interest me all that much. What about Grand Sport? I would probably could get taught into a Grand Sport. I've never been the biggest Grand I'm, I'm weird. I don't like blue Corvettes.
0: What about just a 96 6-speed?
1: Uh, LT4 is virtually the same thing.
0: Yeah. I love the Grand Sports, personally, but if you don't like blue, then yeah, you know, any 6-speed 96 is literally probably the best C4 Corvette ever made. Oh, I agree, hands down. Um, uh, the LT4, I mean, I, I only hate that the LS came out because they didn't go as far as they could have with the LT motors.
1: You can make tremendous power with the LT4, or mm-hmm. LT1 All in general. Man, they sound good, too. The platform was second. In, and people give the LTs a hard time. I want to tell you something. The LT paved the way. The C4 and the LT motor paved the way for the LS. Oh, absolutely. You got to think about a lot of the technology that's on the newfangled LS, which is not so new anymore. Came from the LT1. I put an
0: LT4 96 up against the 97 six-speed all day, every day.
1: Oh, all day. All day. Now, when you start getting into the later LSs, now they're making yeah, crazy mean, power.
0: Time has passed, and now we're doing different things. Yeah. Uh,
1: don't that make you feel old? I it, remember when the LT4 was like a rocket ship. Like, it was the newest thing.
0: When it had 335 horsepower, didn't have the word only in front of it.
1: Exactly. That's I mean like I remember that now that's that's 20 years old more in fact Yeah I mean that's man yeah you're making me sad I mean I mean like just I, I don't want to cry too much cuz it might make my optic sparks start skipping but you, <laughs> but but you know what I mean like like that was a uh, that was that was that was that was a badass car dude that's the best way to sum it up
0: well, uh I told you, my brother, had a 95, six-speed LT1, and uh, I used to love driving that car. I think it was a trip. That that car was an absolute blast. I still
1: see a C4 Corvette in your future. I do, too, to be
0: honest. Um,
1: What am I I kidding? I see a C4 Corvette in everybody's future.
0: Well, I mean, it's something I've thought strongly about, and when I bought the Murata, the idea was clean it up a little and turn it, make some money, and I'm not saying that's not going to happen. Unfortunately, I'm kind of falling in love with the damn thing, but... um, Ultimately, I could see a C4 in the reasonably near
1: future. I like the C4s. I like the C4s a lot. I think you would like it. That's a great dual-purpose car. It's a great car. Great car for running running around driving, normal, but it's a great car to take the car. Just look at Shane. I mean, like his is a 90?
0: Yeah, it's a 90, and uh, that thing, you can eat off the body. You can flip that car over and eat off of it.
1: Use it for a dinner plate.
0: It's just watch those tallest. side pots. And I mean that's what he uses it for. You know, could he drive it every day? Sure he could. Um, but he doesn't because he doesn't have to. And you know, it's just it's a great car.
1: Oh yeah. So I mean that but that would round my collection out. Where uh, would you keep your collection at? Um, that one's easy. Um my next door neighbor's
0: house is vacant. It's been vacant for the 10 years that I've owned my house. Um, <laughs> he comes.
1: That might at, be telling you something.
0: Well, it was during the crash of the housing market and he and his wife built their dream house, like their retirement house. But because the market was so bad, he didn't want to sell the house. So he still comes over and he cuts the grass and everything. And the yard looks actually better than mine does. Um, keeps the house up perfect. Just nobody lives there. So I would buy that, level it and put up a garage.
1: Smart thinking.
0: Uh, fortunately, I don't have a homeowners association because I don't think they would probably like that very well. Yeah. But uh, then again, I don't really care because <laughs> I don't like homeowners
1: associations. Done. But I mean, that, and that's something because you know, when you have that many cars, you have a well, which you I got, know for a second, you have storage problems.
0: Yeah, you got to put them somewhere.
1: You just can't leave them at your girlfriend's house, you know? Yeah, you can't stack them on the roof. No, 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 that's bad for business right there. I would want me like a cool. Like, you ever see these guys on TV, especially the California guys, they're talking about back in my hangar. Like, I would have to have somewhere like a warehouse or a hangar.
0: I would probably ideally want a warehouse. I would just be really nervous about my collection being away from me.
1: Oh, it'd be very well
0: insured. I mean, obviously, yeah, well insured and cameras and alarms and all that, but it would still, like, I don't know. Probably have rabid pit bulls. I would have trouble sleeping at night knowing that I couldn't run out there if I needed to. Or... You could sell your house and just sleep there. I'd probably honestly, if I had a building full of cars, there probably would be sleeping like, like a car yeah. in the bag. Look. No, probably like a little room. Yeah. Just like, like I wouldn't live there, but there'd probably be sleeping quarters. I'm like, that's my room. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I think I'll just stay here tonight.
1: I have sleepovers at the garage. There would definitely be sleepovers at the garage. I'm telling you. I mean, I won't tell you something like, hello ladies. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I tell you what, guys, we done burnt through our first hour of Hot Rods and Happy Hour already. That's insane. It's like pew. Keeps on coming. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I tell you, we will burn through that hour about like that guy's gonna be burning through that lottery money here in a little bit. That's right. I'm telling you. All right, I won't find out where this guy lives because I need to talk to him about some car investments. Guys, stay tuned. We got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour headed your way.